What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhox42 on the internet, and we are here with another edition of Overthinking MTG. Let's go ahead and hit that random card button, and today we are looking at Simic Growth Chamber. Alright, Simic Growth Chamber is a land. It was originally printed in Dissension. It has been reprinted in a number of other uh, areas, mostly Commander mostly commander products because it it fits very nicely into a lot of commander decks so this is a land it comes into play tapped and when it comes into play you have to return another land well you have to return a land you control it could be this if you wanted back to its owner's hand and then you can tap add one green and one blue to your mana pool that's not an or that's an and you do get them both so the idea here is on on your curve you've got so on turn one, you play an island. Turn two, you throw Simic Growth Chamber. You bounce your island back up to your hand. Now, what you have is a land that is tapped. But what you're supposed to have... So on turn one, you have access to, to one mana. You've got your island. Great. Turn two, you play Simic Growth Chamber. Now, it comes into play tapped, so you don't get access to it, unfortunately. But then you bounce your island to your hand. Now, that island can be tapped. You can tap the one island, play one, play a one-cost something with it. Then bounce it back up to your hand with Simic Growth Chamber. Now you have two. Now you have a single land down, but that land produces two mana. So as a result, it's on turn two. You have access. You've created two mana worth of land, and then on turn three, you can play a three drop, and you have access to three mana. So you haven't. Ultimately, it'll it keeps you on curve, but it has a couple of other interesting utility. Yeah, there are, there are other things you can do to leverage this. So one of the things um, that you can do is the fact that it come, when it comes into play, you bounce a land. That does a couple of things for you. One, if you have any kind of landfall trigger, any kind of trigger that occurs when a land hits the battlefield, that allows you to relock, you know, reset one of your lands. All right, that's cool. If you have cards that allow you to um, recur multiple lands out of your hand, if you have an Azusa, Lost Bit Seeking, for example, uh, I believe one of the, um, what is the Sakura... Sakura Tribe Scout, I believe it is. It's a 1-1-for-1 one, one one that allows you to tap and just put a land from your hand into play. Those kinds of effects with Simic Growth Chamber are pretty useful because it allows you to um, recur it. You re it allows you to do it multiple times. And so if you have something like that, where you have something that goes off, like a Rampaging Bayloth, for example, which creates 4-4 four, four beast tokens every time a land hits the battlefield, and let's say you have a Zeusa down. If you, so if it's late in the game, I've got a Zeusa and a Rampaging Bayloth, and so what I want, I have, can play three lands a turn, and every time I play a land, I get a 4-4 four, four beast. If I top deck a Simic Growth Chamber, what I can do then is I'm going to play the Simic Growth Chamber, I get a 4-4 four, four beast, I then target it with its own ability, bounce it back up to my hand, special thanks to Azusa, I can do it two more times. Ba-boom, ba-boom. And now all of a sudden I've created 12-12 worth of creature, you know, across three bodies. So that's pretty great. And that's just one example. The other thing that the Simic uh, Growth Chamber, well, and other lands like this, these other bounce lands, the other thing they allow you to do is have eight cards in your hand on your second turn, which is something that a lot of people don't think about. But if you're on the draw and you're playing in some kind of graveyard-based strategy, being able to force uh, yourself to discard late, you know, early in the game can actually be really big. So what you can do is if you're playing, um, yeah. So if you're in a situation where you've got this down on turn one, you can play, let's say you're playing in colors. Let's play, so I'm going to play a swamp on turn one. Um, maybe drop like a vampire, of the night's moon or whatever that 
Vampire the Dire Moon, that's the one I'm thinking of, or Knight of the Ebon Legion, one of those, like, just solid one-drop value creatures. On turn two, you, if you have another, like, one-drop, okay, neat. If not, you can throw Simic Growth Chamber, bounce the, uh, bounce the Swamp up to your hand. Actually, no. Check that. Turn one, you don't play anything but your land. That's what you do. I'm sorry, I got... I got my examples confused. It's been a long day, my friends. Thank you for bearing with me. So, you got your land down. You play one land on turn one. That's it. Pass the turn. You've got seven cards in your hand at this point because you because you drew. Whether it's a commander game and everybody's drawing one or you're on the draw. So, turn two rolls around. You throw your Simic Growth Chamber. You bounce the other land back up to your hand. Now, because you drew one card, you're actually sitting at eight cards in hand. But you still have two mana on the board. You haven't missed a land drop in order to accomplish this. So now what you can do is you can take your um, whatever big fatty you have in your hand and just discard it. So you can take your Razakath and just put it straight into your graveyard. And just look at your opponent like, yeah, that just happened. That was me just discarding for turn. I'm just using the rules of the game here. And no, no card forced me to do that. I forced me to do that past the turn and then you know on the next turn you've got an animate dead or a reanimate or you know one of those like relatively inexpensive ways to just bloop there you go now i've got a razzcat down on turn three and you didn't ramp up to do it you didn't have to do anything crazy you just had to have one of these lands so that you didn't miss a land drop and you forced yourself to have eight cards in your hand at the end of your second turn so that's a utility that's one angle on this that a lot of people don't think of. And actually, I'd have to give a shout out to the EDH Retcast, who actually pointed that out uh, in a recent episode. That's where I got that. Credit where credit's due. Um, I believe it was Joey Schultz over there, a fellow necromancer like myself, who uh, who pointed that out. So good on you, man. I actually hadn't thought of that until you mentioned it, and I need to share it here because it's just a beautiful interaction and really, really cool. The other thing that Simic Growth Chamber can do... I actually am running Simic Growth Chamber in one of my commander decks right now. It is a Sultai deck. It is built around Tassagir the Golden Fang. And the way that that deck functions, it is, it has about, actually, I don't even know the full number of combinations that can create infinite mana in that deck. Um, But what I have is I have a whole bunch of things that untap my, that can untap a single target. So, um, anyway, so a lot of things that can untap a target and then I have a lot of other ways to ha- create a single target that produces multiple mana. And then what I can do is I take my, like, a Fetto Alchemist, for example, which has tap, untap target permanent, or untap, untap target artifact or um, artifact or creature, I believe it is. So that's not a good example. Let's say my Tidewater Minion or Kiora's Follower that allows me to just tap and untap a permanent. What I can do is then put Pemmin's Aura or Freed from the Real on that. And then take something like Simic Growth Chamber. I tap Simic Growth Chamber for one green and one blue. I use the blue to pay for Freed from the Real to untap my Kiora's Follower. Tap Kiora's Follower to untap my land, which I can then tap for a blue and a green. When I'll pay the one blue for Freed from the Real to untap Kiora's Follower. Rinse, repeat, I have infinite green mana. And with infinite green mana and Tassigir, I'm able to draw my entire library. And so that's pretty cool. And once you're able to draw your entire library, you have basically all of the options. And so, a Simic Growth Chamber is one way that I can lever- that I can engage that combo, because it is a land that by itself produces two mana, one of which is blue. So that's the way that I'm using it personally. I also have uh, a number of other ways to do that. 
And then, um, yeah, the infinite, once you have the infinite mana, actually, I love the combo that I have for that deck is so janky, I need to share. So there was a time when I had Memnarch as my payoff, and what that does is once I'm able to pre- create infinite mana, I have um, Prismite, which is an, a, a, a golem that has the activated ability of two generic, create one mana of any color. So the moment I have infinite green mana, and I also have Gemstone Array, which is another way to, to another um, artifact filter that allows you to take mana of any color and basically turn it into mana of another color. And so it costs like two for one, but when you have infinite, who cares? So I have those filters. I can drop one of those down. All of a sudden, my infinite green mana becomes infinite mana of whatever color I want. And then I take Parallel Thoughts, which is an enchantment that is so just ridiculously janky and just goes, I love it. It makes me so happy. Parallel Thoughts is an enchantment for seven. And when you play it, you can grab seven cards out of your library. You have to grab exactly seven. It's not like up to seven. It's exactly seven. Grab seven cards out of your library and exile them face down. Like shuffle them and exile them face down. And then if you would draw a card, you may draw a card off of Parallel Thoughts rather than from your library. So what that allows you to do is pick your seven best cards, your seven combo pieces, set them aside, and then then draw off of that. So that's the idea but it opens you up to a really nasty risk because if you have your combo pieces set aside and somebody bounces parallel lives or somebody exiles it, somebody destroys it in some way, then all of a sudden those cards are exiled. They're gone forever. You've now taken your best seven cards out of your deck and just thrown them away. You just set them out of the game. So that's the risk that is involved there. However, with parallel lives in play, whenever you would draw a card, you may replace the card draw with taking a card off of the parallel live stack if there are no cards on the parallel live stack you just don't get a card but you can still replace the effect and so what it allows you to do is skip your draw steps so here we have an enchantment that allows me to skip my draw steps i have all the cards from my all the cards in my library so i'm guaranteed once i have infinite mana to set this up so i now have infinite mana i have an ability to skip my my draw steps and then finally the coup de gras the finisher, the piece that makes me so, so, so happy is Folio of Fancies. If you're not familiar with Folio of Fancies, that's because you like playing good magic. It is an artifact that costs two. It's one blue and a generic. And it has two abilities on it. One, it's, I, I, to be honest, I don't remember exactly how much it costs, but it's it's two or three or something like that. And you can tap it and uh, each opponent mills themselves for the number of cards they have in their hand. The other ability on it is XX, tap it, each player draws X cards. And so what you do is once you have Folio Fancies and infinite mana and an ability to skip your draw steps, you can tap it for 10,000, 10,000, force every player at the, at the table to draw 10,000 cards except you. Because you're going to replace all 10,000 instances of those with your parallel lives. So if somebody blows up parallel lives... The end result is everybody dies. <laughs> like everybody loses. But if nobody can touch parallel lives, everybody loses but me because they draw their entire deck and they get down to the bottom and they have to draw from an empty deck and they can't do it. So that is a combo that makes me super duper happy. It's dumb, it's janky, and I'm sure you're thinking, dude, you could just put an exsanguinate in there and just end things immediately. And yeah, you're right, but what's the fun in that? <laughs> that wouldn't allow me to kill a three-person or that wouldn't allow me to kill a four-person pod with folio of fancies now does it 
All right. And Simic Growth Chamber can be one piece of that combo to get me infinite mana. And so that's how we got here. So that's how I'm using it, because I am a Jankomancer. It's what I do, it's what I love, and I highly recommend that you find some weird, dumb Rube Goldberg machines like that and build some commander decks around them, because believe it or not, it's crazy fun. Um, I, had a, I had a moment not too long ago when I was playing that deck, and uh, it really, it dirtles. Like, once it goes off, it just goes off, and that's it, and I win. But when it doesn't, it does nothing. There is no plan B. Like, it's infinite mana or bust i have a couple of ways to um like produce infinite damage like if uh you know if i'm not able to get the folio fancies combo down like i have some some backup plans there but i think i have night market lookout for example so i could be able to like twiddle it infinitely that's lame that's not what i want to do no i want to kill you with folio fancies because <laughs> <laughs> sorry it just it still makes me giggle because that card is so terrible and i literally look at him and how can i how can i kill someone with this you know and it, and it immediately it's clearly supposed to be a mill piece it's supposed to help with you milling out your opponent but it's just so damn expensive and you have to mill them out by putting cards into their hand so you have to spend a lot of mana and give your opponents a whole bunch of cards in order to... Uh, yeah, it's just not a good value. Unless you can get an obscene amount of mana. And in that moment when they get all their cards, they, they all lose. Um, yeah, I love dumb stuff. It makes me so happy. Anyway, so yeah, this is Simic Growth Chamber. The, uh, the Bounce Lands are a whole series. There's all kinds of dumb stuff you can do with them. Um, in general, I would recommend against putting them in decks just because uh, there is some value to having fewer lands and more mana, you know, being able to have fewer lands in your deck. You know, you can keep a two land hand with this really consistently because what you have is your you have whatever the other land is as your one drop. You have this as your two drop and then the other land can be your three drop again. So all of a sudden a two land hand gets you through turn three. All right. I mean, there's there's something to be said for that. That's not nothing. But at the same time, I don't know. I, but you know, your second, their your turn two, the land's coming into play tapped, and you just don't have access to those two mana at all. So that kind of stinks. Um, I don't know. There are pros and cons. This is one of those where it's on the surface, it looks very simple, but whether or not it makes sense in your deck is very specific. So they're interesting, they're fun, there are some uses, but unless you have a way to get some additional value out of it, unless you have some way to abuse the fact that it produces multiple mana, or abuse the fact that it's bouncing land, unless you can do that, then I'd recommend steering clear of these. Because if you, so you hit your normal land on turn one, you hit this on turn two, it's the only land you've got, and somebody hits it, with a creeping mold or an acidic slime or a reap and sow or stone rain or acidic rain even any one of these cards that just destroys a land all of a sudden i mean they blew up i mean they basically get two for one actually almost a th and not to mention the tempo loss because they're going to be putting you back to square one on turn three. And this is in a situation where, especially if you're in a format like Commander, everybody's ramping. So getting hit with that would really suck. And uh, this is the voice of experience talking. I actually played a Golgari, um, what is it? Golgari, no, Simic Growth Chamber is what we're looking at here. 
Golgari, um, man, I, I, the, it's like, it's a boneyard, I think, or is that, anyway, um, rot farm, the Golgari rot farm, I had one of those, which is the, the black green version of this, and, uh, and that exact situation happened, where somebody hit me with a, with a creeping mold, and, uh, yeah, it really sucked. And I had a four drop commander and there was no way, like, I think it was like turn seven or eight before I finally got her online. I put up a decent showing in that game, um, given the really trash start, but it was one of those, like when my buddy hit it, I was like, you're not wrong. Like that was a really good play. I'm not happy about it. I'm not going to forget this, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't blame you. That was the right play. That was the way to get max value out of that land destruction. Anyway, so that's the, that, that's the risk that you have with these. But all in all, they're interesting. Also, fun note, you may hear these referred to as the Karoo lands. If you ever hear that word, it's because there was a card called Karoo from way back in the day. I don't know if it was from Alpha. Um, I think it might have been, actually. And it functions similarly to this, where it produced two mana on one land, but it forced you to bounce another one. So, occasionally, these are referred to as the Karoo lands, just kind of as an homage. You also hear them referred to as bounce lands. Anyway, this has been fun. It's funny, I always budget 10 minutes for these, and then I always end up going over. It's crazy. Anyway, thanks so much for hanging out. I appreciate it very much. This has been Simic Growth Chamber. This has also been Overthinking MTG. I'm your host, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. I stream over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HamHawks42. I would love it if you come check it out. And uh, yeah, I will catch you next time. Later.